Feel it. Good morning. How are we doing today? What a fantastic Sunday it has been so far. Uh, just thinking about Missions Month, it's been incredible. A time to hear great stories that are happening here with the United States in Dallas. It was just a, uh, a great privilege and an encouragement to me to see uh, Reggie and Veronica get, uh, get baptized today. And I just thought to myself, you guys remember the day that, that you were baptized? You guys remember that day you got out of the water and you either went, you got your change, you your new clothes on. And I just remember the feeling that day of something different, something magical seemed to have happened, something that was beyond the ability to communicate. I just remember this, it's almost like it was something supernatural that took place. And uh, I'm just thinking about this and how consistent this is within Scripture. Because if you look at, especially the story of Acts, and you look at the time when people are converted into, to become a disciple of Jesus, and they're baptized, and they receive the Holy Spirit, the magic happens. It's almost as if the story begins, crazy things happen, adventure begins, the Lord takes them to places they could never imagine. And Scripture later on speaks of this too, about this identity that we have as new creations in our following of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, we are new creations. We become ambassadors to Him. In fact, I was doing some reading about just what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? And when we make this, this commitment to follow Jesus, how has our identity changed? And in the book, let's see, what's the title of this book? A Theology of Personal Ministry by Gib Martin and Lawrence Richards. Has anybody read that, read that book? In this book, he gives a list of things that happen when we are transformed and become a disciple of Jesus. When we become a Christian, number one, we become part of the people of God. Number two, we are part of a new covenant people. Number three, we are a kingdom people. Number four, we become a servant people called to serve those in our neighborhoods, in the world around us. Number five, we want to empower people. Number six, a gifted people. And that last one, gifted. And that's what we're going to talk about today, this idea of being gifted by the Spirit because of our relationship with Jesus. What, what does this mean to be gifted? What does the word gifted mean? And what does it mean to be spiritually gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, you'll find a ton of definitions out there, lists and different definitions that go in. And the one that I found that, that I felt was, was pretty true to Scripture that, that we'll go in later is that a spiritual gift is a special divine empowerment bestowed on each believer by the Holy Spirit for the purpose of contributing to God's mission. And by my account in Scripture, when I counted, there was about 25 specific gifts that were listed in the Bible. And unfortunately, acidic sweat was not one of them, although that would have been awesome. And the ability to pack, it wasn't mine. But, you know, maybe in the reverse you could see that, that would be so cool. But the list of, of the, the gifts that were mentioned in Scripture directly, 25 gifts that I could find, and most of them were found in Romans chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and also Ephesians chapter 4. But we have prophecy, we have ministry or service. We have teaching, we have exhortation, giving, 
leadership, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healings, miracles, discernment of the spirits, discernment of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, apostles, helps or benevolence, administration, evangelism, and pastor, pastor. And five more gifts are mentioned in other parts of scripture, like celibacy in 1 Corinthians 7, 7. Hospitality in 1 Peter 4, 9. Martyrdom in 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And also voluntary poverty in that same verse, 13, 3 of 1 Corinthians. And finally, missionary in Ephesians 3, 6 through 9. You know, these are the specific gifts that were listed in the Bible about things because of the Holy Spirit, this power that we're able to use within us. And people in the New Testament, you can see it time and time again, using these gifts. And we have to understand that in Acts, when we see these gifts being used, these people were not in a place of power. These people were at the bottom of the total hole. When Jesus asked them to go out and make disciples of all nations, these people were at the very bottom of the total hole, and they didn't have the confidence themselves to carry out this task. And so Jesus says that upon my leaving, I will leave you this gift of the Holy Spirit that will give you power, power to take this message out of Jerusalem, Samaria, but to all the ends of the earth. And we see this happen time and time again, that Holy Spirit puts the power within these new Christians in the first century to do amazing and great things. You know, in the letters of Paul, too, he talks about these gifts. He encourages these guys, these guys to, in 1 Corinthians to use these gifts for good. He doesn't defend the existence of these gifts. Just, he doesn't say, well, let me tell you why you have them. He assumes the right that these guys know about these gifts, that they feel that power within them. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he writes in verses 4 through 11, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Today, based on this text, let's talk about three truths that we can glean from this particular passage in Scripture. Number one is this, is that spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. It's very clear in Scripture, especially in this passage, that these gifts are not earned. That God arranges these gifts as God sees fit. And these gifts are different. They look different to different people at different times, different places. Number two is this, all believers, all believers according to this text, have a spiritual gift. Think about that. Each one of you, every single person in here, all of you as disciples of Jesus, you 
have a spiritual gift within you. And these spiritual gifts, they're different. In Ephesians 4, verse 11, he says, So Christ himself, Paul writes to the church in, in, in Ephesus, So Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, some to be evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may not be built, may be built up. This idea of that these gifts are different. Everyone has its own. And if you look at all, the next, the next part of the scripture talks about the body of Christ, how we are all different parts of the body, but of one common mission. So in here, all of you have a gift. And it's different from the next person. Which leads us to the third. Is that these gifts are given for the common good of the church. The purpose of these gifts is for the common good of the church. Is to advance God's kingdom. You see, these Corinthians, when Paul is writing to them, he, Paul realizes that these, these gifts were for their own good, for their own edification, so that they could be propped up and be talked about better than everybody else. But Paul's very clear that these gifts, their purpose, their, the reason that they are there, the reason they're given by the Spirit is to edify the church. One body, many parts. And get this. That last, in the next chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, what does Paul talk about? Love. And he says that without love, none of these gifts hold any water whatsoever. And here's the challenge this morning for the school and church. As we begin, continue our series of the Holy Spirit, as we read in Scripture that the Spirit gives each one of us these gifts, and we are called to use them for the advancement of God's kingdom. Here's the calling for today. To use your spiritual gift given to you by the Spirit for the advancement of God's kingdom. Our vision for this church is that every member is engaged in ministry in and outside these walls according to the gifts that God has given you. I'll say that one more time. Our vision for this church is that every member is engaged in ministry in and outside these walls according to the gifts that God has given you. In our role as ministers, in our role as elders of this church, the job isn't to do all the work. The job really is to empower what had the gift that is within you. For you to, to, to take your gifts and use it in your neighborhood, in your work, with among your friends. And that is the vision for you, for all of us, to be engaged in ministry with these gifts in and outside of these walls. So the question is, where do we begin? How, how do we know where to start? How can I tell what gift I have according to the Spirit? And how can I contribute to God's kingdom? Well, we begin, of course, in prayer. In prayer that God can reveal this to us in time. That God can put us in situations. We also pray for those in our community. We ask those who live and walk with us if they've seen things in our life where we can contribute to God's kingdom. And here are a couple of questions that may answer too. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? What is it when you read the news or when you hear about it it kind of allows the, the hairs on the back of your head to stand up. What is it that interests you? What are you passionate about? Number two, what are you naturally good at? What if people in your life told you that you excel at 
Is it teaching? Is it, is it preaching? Is it, is it working with children? Is it painting? Is it artwork? Is it service? Is it leadership? What is it that people have told you that you know that you are absolutely good at? And finally, so important, what does the world need? What needs do you see in the world? Frederick, Frederick Buechner, he has that famous quote that says, The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And our job is to pray to be put in situations where that gift can be used. And there's another a phrase that says that God does not call the equipped, but in those times God will equip the call. We can see that time and time again in Scripture. Church, the message today is this, short and simple. There is a power that is within you, right here, right now. There is a power that we read about in Scripture. The Spirit is within each one of us as believers. And this Spirit can work wonders in us. It can give us boldness. It can give us words. This Spirit can create opportunities. The question is, are we bold enough to walk down that path? Do we realize this power that we have? Are we, do we have the courage to do ministry in and outside of these walls with the gifts that you see, with the passions that you see? And each week here at Skillman, we offer an invitation. An invitation. And for today, this is the invitation. The invitation is for you to participate in what God is doing in this world. What God is doing among this congregation. What God is doing among this city, within this country. What can you do with the gifts that you have to contribute to what God is up to in this world now? That is the invitation for you today. To think about that. To pray about that. And to do it. To get your hands dirty and to allow the Spirit to work wonders. We also offer an invitation each week for prayers. And if you need prayers here and now, we're here for you. The elders will be on the side of the, this room. And you have the person to your left and to your right as well to pray for. And also an invitation to become a disciple of Jesus. Just like we saw today with, with Reggie, with Veronica. How beautiful a picture that was to see the beginning of a Christian story. And as scripture has, as scripture has any indication Holy Spirit is going to work wonders in their life. They're going to take them to amazing places with their courage and with their boldness. Let's talk and sing today about a new anointing. Let's live with courage and let's pursue these gifts while together we stand.